and listening to conversations with Chris, discussion, interviews, and stories in the light of God's Word. Here's our host, Pastor Chris Atkinson. Good morning. Hope you're having a great day. My name is Chris Atkinson. I'm the pastor of Pinewoods Chapel, and you are catching conversations with Chris. And on Thursdays, we hopefully connect with people online to just talk about different real practical issues. In the whole month of October, we are talking about mental health. This month, we have been talking about parenting. And uh, next month in December, we're going to talk about finances, which is another really hot topic. And we're going to have some guests in too to just to talk about what uh what we can do to manage our finances as well. But today we're talking about parenting and we will be spending some time just looking at God's word, finding out what is sort of like the main thing as parents we need to be doing. And that is discipleship. So if you've got kids and you're trying to parent them, yes, we're raising adults, but we're actually trying as followers of Jesus Christ to teach them about Jesus and being a disciple and what a disciple of Jesus actually means. And we need to teach our kids that. So a disciple is someone who's following Jesus, who's an apprentice of Jesus, who's learning about Jesus and following along in his footsteps. And this principle of teaching our kids this starts in the Old Testament, runs all the way through into the New Testament, where we see the disciples teaching their disciples what it actually means to follow Jesus. And this principle is the same for parents and their kids. So this morning, as we look at some passages of scripture, you can ask questions and you can talk about uh, you know your own maybe struggles with discipling and helping your kids, and I I've got tons of things that I'm going to share about you know my history and uh, what we did as a family and 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 talk about what's in God's word when it comes to discipling. So over in Deuteronomy chapter six, it says it says this, and this is and this is God speaking to His own people Israel, uh, but there's such a great principle here that just transcends time and even into the New Testament. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. That's so awesome that these things, to love the Lord God, can be on our heart. And then, and then God says this to his people. He says, You shall teach them diligently to your children. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You see, it's specific to talking about our kids and talking to our kids about Jesus. And all of the understanding, all of the commandments of Scripture, all of the understanding about who God is, He's a creator, and all of that stuff, it is the responsibility of mom and dad to communicate that to our kids. And not just once, not just put them in a church program or something like that, but to actually engage with our kids and teach them these things. And it actually says to do it diligently. As we walk, 
in our house, when we lie down, and when we rise. So all the time. So when I grew up, I grew up in a Christian home and I had the amazing privilege of being uh, discipled by my parents right from day one. And as I look back, there were so many things that I took for granted that I didn't really know and understand. It was a bit of a hassle for me. I didn't like morning prayers and all of these other things that we did. And I didn't really necessarily understand what was going on. It just seemed like work. But now that I look back, I am am so grateful because I have memories of being at my grandparents' house and my grandparents doing devotions and my grandparents doing devotions with me, reading me books. I have memories of my parents and I'm actually lucky because, or blessed is maybe a better word, that uh, I've had a Christian heritage to teach me all of these things and not all of us have had those experiences where for generations they've been discipling me so that by the time I was you know 13 years old I was already leading people in some of these discussions so for me it was like wow an amazing heritage that God has given me but we need to do that and be taught how to do it in our own families and so when my wife and I embarked on having kids and started to have kids, we began to actually disciple our kids and talk to our kids about Jesus. And we just did a number of things to disciple them, and we are continuing to do a number of things to disciple them as we help them in their journey to understand who God is. And that doesn't really end as we go along. So there's a diligentness that comes to teaching our kids the ways of God. And that diligence is something that happens every day. And as we disciple our kids, we need to be faithful and consistent in our discipleship. So what does that mean? It means you just have to make time for it (laughs) because it's not going to happen if you don't make time for it. And, you know, as parents, we're so busy and we've got all kinds of things going on and to not actually do this or to delegate it to someone else, it's really missing out on God's command to us. And God has actually commanded us to do this, so we need to do it. We need to do it more than taking out the garbage. We need to do it more than, well, I should do this. We need to diligently disciple our kids, and I can't stress that enough. In fact, I could tell you stories of families that I've known over the years where they have not discipled their kids, and their kids have gotten into all kinds of trouble. Now, that doesn't mean that if you disciple your kids, they won't get into any kind of trouble. It just means that there's got to be an engagement by mom and dad to actually do the thing that God has called us to do which is teach your kids the ways of God. Now you may you may be sitting there going, "Well, I'm I'm not a I'm not a teacher. I, I you know, I can't teach. I don't know these things." Well, I would say to you, do you know your own story of becoming a follower of Jesus? And if the answer to that question is, "Well, no, I don't," then you need to become a follower of Jesus and learn what it actually means to follow Jesus. 
Because once you actually know what it means to follow Jesus, it's easy to tell your kids. It's easy to tell your kids what that looks like. It's easy to talk about what Jesus has done and how Jesus has changed your life to your kids. And in fact, your kids are wanting you to be real with them in your faith. But if you hide your faith, if you relegate faith to just on Sundays, if you don't actually engage. And I have memories of actually seeing my grandparents do devotions together. I have memories of my parents praying together about stuff. My kids have memories of us doing devotions as family and us praying for them. And and there's some really cool stories where my kids have heard my wife and I praying. And then the very next day, uh, as the day unfolds, these prayers were being answered. So, you know, all of those things really build into our kids. And that's why teaching them the ways of God as we rise, as we sit, as we, as we go about our daily life and diligently to do this is incredibly important. And doesn't mean that your kids are going to choose to follow Jesus, but it is a command. And God will, for every person who's a follower of Jesus Christ, say, okay, um, did you teach your kids my word? Did you teach your kids the word of God? And this is the whole aspect of discipleship. And teaching is just telling them what the truth is about who Jesus is. And you don't have to be an amazing teacher. You can just give them what you know. And if you know it, you can share it. And that just becomes this evil. And a lot of people get, a lot of parents get crippled because it's like, well, I don't know how, how to actually do this. Well, there's lots of books that you can use, or you can just take the Bible and do what you should be doing, which is reading it. Read it together as a family. Ask questions of what it's saying. Try and find the answers to it. All of those things are just communicating to our kids what it means, like the word command. What is a command? Well, a command is a something that you must do. It's a, it's a statement that says, this is what you must do. And so you teach your kids about those things really simply and come up with things that can relate to where they're at. And give them a fear of God in the midst of all of your life and talking about it, talking about God at the dinner table. And we often do that around our dinner table and we talk about God and we uh, engage our kids with different things that are going on in their life and even asking our kids the question, you know, I know you had a bad day at school because hopefully as parents you actually know that and you're engaged with your kids and know if they've had a bad day at school and just say to them, hey, what would God do with this kind of situation? You know, we have to engage our kids because this is this whole idea of teaching our kids diligently the commandments of God. And if they learn this, great. Now, let me just speak to the men for a minute because guys, we don't actually do a really good job at this. We're so busy doing other things and we're maybe delegating this to our spouse and we're not that good with connecting with little kids because, you know, it's maybe a little bit hard to do this. But I just want to say that, men, you can find your way of connecting with your kids to talk to them about God. Ladies, moms, you can find your way to connect with your kids because they actually need both of you 
to connect with them about God. If they see it as the dad thing, then it's not a jointed effort. If they see it as a mom thing, they're going to realize it's not serious. Mom and dad both have to be serious about this whole matter of discipleship and talking to your kids and engaging them in your faith. And as they become engaged, they will have conversations with you. I love having conversations with my kids about spiritual things. And now that they're getting older, they uh, they can talk to me about things and challenge me about things and say, oh, yeah, but Dad, you, what about what this Bible verse says? And what are you going to do about this? And how would you handle this situation? You see, this is what how you mold them and shape them in this whole sphere of discipleship. And this isn't something that is just an Old Testament principle. It follows all the way through to the New Testament where we see disciples in the book of Acts discipling other believers and their households. Uh, Their households would have obviously contained servants and people within that that are not just close family, but extended family also in, in that time period. And so it was a home environment that this took place. And we need to encourage each other to do this more and more and more because this is what we're actually commanded to do as parents. And sometimes when we look back, we have regrets about what didn't go well. But even what doesn't go well still sows seeds for what God needs to do in their life. So maybe you've got some questions today about discipleship and discipling your kids. I'll be glad to answer them or take a stab at answering them anyway. uh, Just type them in on the screen and we will uh, get to them as they come up. But, But know the other thing too, and I've talked to my kids about this, they actually appreciate it. As time goes on, even though like when I was a kid, I was like, eh, this is crazy. I don't want to do this. And, you know, sometimes it was a fight with my parents. And yeah, we went through fights too with our kids too, not really wanting to do discipling and and learning the scriptures because it does seem so boring because they actually don't understand why it's important. Uh, But now as they get older, it's kind of like, yeah, we definitely do appreciate those things. Uh, because they can talk intelligently about these things to their friends and explain the why of why they're doing what they're doing. And and that's a huge part of discipleship. Um, Discipling is natural if you're a follower of Jesus Christ. So, Sometimes we get hung up on this whole idea that it's just not natural for us to talk about the things of God. Well, if you are saved and you know who Jesus is and you understand the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it comes naturally because you actually want to tell others about Jesus. If it's not coming naturally to you and maybe you're trying to make something happen that's not what discipleship really is. Maybe you've got your own expectations of what it 
could look like or should look like. But really, discipleship comes natural to the person who's being a disciple. Now, if it's not coming naturally, you have to ask the question, am I really being a disciple? And if I'm being a disciple, then yes, it will come naturally because it naturally flows because Jesus is our master and we are following him. That's what it means to be a disciple. I'm learning from him. So passing that on just means, okay, so I just have to do the same thing with my kids where I'm passing this on to my kids. So do discipleship with your kids. Don't put it off. Don't give excuses about why you can't do it because you're actually commanded by God and he's going to hold you accountable to whether you did it or not. And if you've been listening, you're definitely accountable. So make a decision today to actually stand before God and say, you know what, I am going to disciple my kids and I'm going to be faithful. And I think as parents, we all want that. But we really need to be convicted in our hearts that we need to do this. And it's not old-fashioned because it's actually what God commands and what God expects of parents. And if you're a good discipler of your kids, you're actually going to be a great parent because that's who God is to us. God is the awesomest parent there is. He's the Father in heaven who loves his children and cares about his children and works towards those ends. And when we're parenting, by discipling our kids, we're actually doing God this amazing act of service with his children. Because our kids really are his children. So just, just do it. Just do discipleship. Just get to the place where you're like, you know what, I just, I'm so convicted inside and determined inside that I'm going to do this. Now, if you're wondering how to relate to your kids, there's so much material, too, that's out there that you can get that makes it incredibly easy to disciple your kids. But maybe it's not that you don't know what to say to them. It's always a fight. Well, have the fight. <laughs> I just encourage parents, have the fight. If it's something is worth doing, do it well and have the fight. Because it's, it's worth it. It's worth it in your relationship with God. So there's a question that came, are, are there any books or resources that you can recommend that would help with discipling your kids? So there's a ton of age-appropriate material out there. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember the books that we did, but just a quick Google search will find all kinds of books. It's not so much the books. Like You have to realize that discipling is a on-the-job training. <laughs> and that's why this scripture verse is so important, because it says that you're doing this while you're rising, while you're sitting, while you're in your house, while you walk along the way. It's on-the-job training. And so that means that as you go through life, because a lot of times we think of discipleship as, well, I'm just going to sit down and have this devotional with my kids 
and then have oh check mark got that done and work through this book and books are great we use lots of books um, but really discipleship is all through life as you're going along the way and engaging our kids in their life asking them questions like hey how can i pray for you today so i prayed for my son this morning just like i always do as i drop him off the school bus um asking them how their day went can i pray with you about that can you pray for me about this my kids are praying for me all the time maybe too many times sometimes i think anyway it's you know kind of the fun that we have as we talk about god and learning about god and and even out in creation, we go for a walk and say, isn't this a beautiful, what God has done? You know, that's really what discipleship looks like. It's happening as we go along the way in life. Here's another question. What should a parent do if the other parent doesn't prioritize discipling their kids? I would just say this, send them to me and I will give them a lecture. How's that sound? <laughs> well, all seriousness though, um, if the other person in the relationship as a parent is not interested in discipling them, you need to start asking the question, do you take God's word seriously? Do you take what God actually commands in his word seriously? And is it worth the fight? Yes, it is. Mom and dad, you need to have the fight if that's what it's about. Fight fair, but just say, hey, I need to hold you accountable to what God actually says in his word. And in the context of, of a husband and wife relationship, it's incredibly important to have that accountability so that you are on the same page. So I would encourage the spouse who wants their kids to be discipled to almost make the other spouse's life miserable until they get it through their thick skull that this is something that they're commanded by God to do. And really, it's not you trying to make them do what you want. It's helping them see that this is something that God demands of them. Not you as the other parent, but that God himself has said, teach your kids. Teach your kids about my, about my ways. And when you understand that this is God talking directly to you, if you don't pay attention at that point, then... Maybe your personal relationship with Jesus is just a is just a facade. It's not really the real deal. So I know those are hard places to be in. Uh, I've talked to lots of people that are in those places, but you just need to be convinced that that's important. And for sometimes, and for me, sometimes it was. I'll just share a little bit of my own story too. There was a a time in my life where I was just kind of ignorant to what was all involved and I remember my wife and I we were at a seminar together and and I said to her you know I'm just going to go talk I'm just going to go to the seminar it specializes in the role of of men in in the context of of marriage when it comes to parenting and I came out of that going oh my goodness I was like I, I just have to do this I just have to do this and so so maybe maybe there's some just ignorance that's there that you may have to uh, provide some opportunities to you can tell them to watch this video if that's an issue uh, and and maybe they'll uh, you know the light bulb will go on and be like you know what I need to get engaged and 
do this, this discipling thing with my kids. And kids are a great way to learn how to do this as a young parent because actually as you go on in life, you're going to be discipling because that's really what a disciple is. A disciple is a discipler of others. And you're going to continue to do that with other people too because that's what we're actually called to do. So once it starts to come natural, it just happens all the time. As you go, as you lie, as you stand up, as you rise, as you go to bed, as you sit in the house, all the time. Well, if there are any other questions, and we've already finished, and you maybe oh, here's another question. Define a healthy fight, and when to get help, and how to set up support to do so. Oh, well, that's a, a good, good question. So a healthy fight, or another word another way to say it is a good fight is when we don't attack people's character but we reason together about the differences that we have and in those cases a lot of times our emotions get out of control and it turns into an ugly fight but a but a good fight a good disagreement is where we actually can have a conversation about the issues. And yeah, that might actually mean saying, okay, I was wrong, you convinced me. Uh, But if we're so stubborn, you know, that's problematic. When we are stubborn, yes, we actually have to go and get help. Because if people can't hear each other and listen to each other and respect each other's opinion, and come to a solution, then yeah, you need help to bring that about. And hopefully you have other people in your life that can facilitate that, whether they're pastors or parents, grandparents, or other people that are around that can help with that. And and the support is just being in community. If you're in community and gathering around other people, because here's the other thing, if you put a bunch of married people that are raising kids in the same room together and a couple of those couples are actually discipling their kids, you can learn from them and you can be convicted by them because of how they're living their life and it's so radically different from you, especially if you're not you know, doing those things well. So... Hopefully that that helps because community is a huge piece. And I know we live in this pandemic world right now where community is being robbed from us. And we need to find ways to actually build community in the context of our world because we are highly relational. And it's incredibly important to have community. So, And husbands and wives, they need to be on the same page with that too. And if you're not on the same page with that, you need to get on the same page with that because that's actually what God's Word tells us as Christians to be doing. And again, all of this stuff that we're talking about today is really meant for people who believe and follow Jesus Christ and are believers and confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Because if you're, if this is not you, it's going to actually sound, well, why do I want to talk to my kids about God when I don't even believe in God? Well, that's that's a problem. So obviously... Those types of people need to believe in God first before they can actually talk to their kids about God. So uh, if you've got more questions, you can post them on here. We'll get back and uh, and answer them. 
Next month, in the month of December, we're going to be talking about finances and some real practical ways to honor God with our finances. We're supposed to honor God with everything, and that includes our finances. So as we come to this time of year when we're talking about gift giving and all of that and, and the expectations of our world and what does God actually ask of us and, and where, where does the line draw with honoring him with our finances, we're going to do and talk about that in the month of December. So great to be with you today. I hope you've been encouraged as we've been talking about discipling. And I hope you just put into practice this command to teach your kids diligently the ways of God and know that he's going to ask you as a parent that question at some day when you'll st stand before him. And as a, a Christian parent, you got to be ready to give that answer. So let me pray for you and then uh, we'll end off the video and uh, follow up if you have any questions. Dear God, I just thank you for all the kids that are represented in the lives of the people that are listening. Lord, I just pray that you would help us be amazing parents in teaching them your ways. God, fill our hearts with ideas and our will with the determination to do the things that you command. And God, empower us through the Holy Spirit to know what to say to our kids and help us be faithful to diligently teach them your ways. Not from some book, not in some very formal way, but all throughout the day where we are doing it as we rise in the morning, as we go to bed at night, as we walk along the way, as a huge part of our life. Lord, would you just help us do that? So God, we just give you praise, glory, and honor for all that you've done. And we pray all of this in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Chris. If you'd like to support this ministry, please visit pinewoodschapel.com and click Give. From all of us at Conversations with Chris, have a great week.